Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. And we've been talking about the supernatural experiences and our supernatural soulical senses to be able to perceive what's going on in the supernatural realm. And I kind of want to just step back a little bit and um, revisit what, how the simplicity of what we're trying to do is. Whether it's a you know, supernatural manifestation, a miracle, or angelic visitation, or something as simple as a song in the middle of the night, or a fragrance, or even a thought. The purpose of all of those is simply to get our attention. That's always your first response is, what is that? What do we do then? We go to the Lord. Lord, is this from you? What do you want to tell me? What's going on? Now, what we're doing now is we're we're learning the process of, you know, part of the problem we have is we're so separated from what's going on in the supernatural realm that we have inevitably, we believe, lies about it, either that it doesn't exist, that it's not for us, that you have to have a special anointing, or it's too scary, or it's for another time. And we are wanting to challenge those beliefs. And the best way to do that is by experience. But God knows where each one of us is as far as our historical experiences with him. And he's a gentle God. He's not out to trick us or make things harder than they need to be. We're, we're starting where we're at for each one of us. We, we're each on our own path. And wherever you're at, that's exactly where God wants you now. So this is, there's no such thing as we're not competing or trying to get more spiritual. We're all equally spiritual. You're, there's two levels of spirituality, dead in spirit or alive in spirit. That's it. If you've been born again, spirit begets spirit. You are a spirit being, a living spirit being. And that spirit, your spirit, who you truly are, is one with God. There's no backsliding. There's no shadow of turning. There's no question This is the way God set it up, that when you were born again, you received eternal life. 
you became his son, a joint heir with Christ. You entered the kingdom in your spirit. So the problem is not the spirit. The problem is our soul, and to a lesser extent, our body. But our soul is so disconnected from its very own nature that part of what we're doing is to re-understand and experience what our soul is. Now, we've talked about our soul being the mind, will, and emotions, and there's other approaches that are perfectly fine. There's perception and conscience and different you know different understandings of how our soul works and we've tried not to get too focused in to the trying to use our intelligence our mind to figure out how our soul works instead our goal is to be available to the lord for each one of us God may tell, want to explain your soul to you in a manner that it's totally different than what he wants to explain to me. And since he's the God, he gets to do what he wants. It's not wise to dictate to God how to learn. Let him be the God. We're going to be the students. We're going to let him do what he wants and enjoy the process. We can trust him. And that's one of the, the foundational cornerstones that he's establishing in us is our trust of him, your soul's trust of you as a spirit being. Because now that your spirit is one with God, there's an equivalency there. And if, and if you don't like that, that's not my problem. That's what God has, has said. That we are one in him, one with him. That spirit begets spirit. That we have eternal life. We've entered the kingdom. And we are joint heirs and co-inheritors. <coughs> Your spirit, again, does not get any more mature or grow closer to God. But your soul does. And it's not really even a matter of maturity, as we often think of it. It's entering its freedom. Because right now your soul is trapped and enslaved to its enemies. This world system its own flesh, its own coping mechanisms, its own ways of doing things, its own history and beliefs, and, of course, the devil. Now, those enemies, God has left them there for you to benefit your soul. I know that doesn't seem like much of a benefit, but this is exactly what God intended for you to learn how your soul works, the problems your soul is having, the mis 
believes, the lies that it believes. Now, you cannot change your soul. Only God can. Right now, if you've been born again, your soul is living in a prison cell. But because you've been born again, the lock is open. Our problem is is we don't know how to open the door. We don't know if we're going to be able to live outside of our prison cell. We don't know what it's like. And change is hard. So we often will cling to our prison for comfort because we know what it's like. We know what to expect. We have a certain level of protection and control. But God's already freed you from that, freed you from that prison cell. But when you come out, as you come out, as God draws you out, you're going to have to learn how to live as a spirit being that has a soul and lives in a body here on this earth. So what we're learning is, as we're learning to leave our prison cell, we're going to have to learn to live as a spirit being. And part of that is our solical senses becoming fully activated the way God created them to be, as well as our physical senses becoming fully activated as God created them to be. Your spirit is already fully activated as God created it to be or gave it to you to be. But as you are coming out of yourself, God presents you with new clothes, a new purpose, a new place to be, a new place to call home, a new way of dealing with people. And it can get overwhelming. So he's, again, he's kind. And he teaches us from where we're at, this is how to live as a spirit being. This is how to know God. This is how to let him be the God. And we get to be with him and in him. So just as that that newly released prisoner has to relearn how to live, rather than asking the guard, What's it like out there? We're going to be out there. Rather than asking the guard, what's going on in the news? We're going to be able to ask the Lord, what's going on in the news? Instead of the only sight we have of what's out in the real world is through our, the prison bars of our window, we are now outside. And it can get overwhelming. Because God has created such diversity in the natural and in the supernatural that our we, the first thing our soul tries to do is explain it 
and understand it and categorize it. This is one of the challenges we have when we're talking about the supernatural realm and what's going on in how we how we perceive his moving in our lives. We're talking about supernatural manifestations and we're coming up with categories. But those are just words to try to help us understand what the reality is beyond our prison window. And again, we're given a new set of clothes and we're giving, given directions on where to go from here, where to start rebuilding our lives as a spirit being. But it's a process. And we have to relearn how to be, how our senses work, how to relate to one another, how to redeem the time, how to know what's important, what deserves our time. And it's a process. So we're not, the goal is not to have these supernatural manifestations. That's not the goal. That's part of the process. You could say that the end result of your soul being restored to union with your spirit is that you will be perceiving the supernatural all the time. That the supernatural manifestations would not stop. Because your supernatural senses would be just as tuned and fine-tuned as your natural senses are. Your natural senses, your hearing, you you know maybe there'll be occasions when you know your your hearing is clogged or there's a, a ringing or there's interference. Likewise with your sight, there you know you may need glasses. You may be looking through a glass that's that's tinted. There's interference with your sight. But we perceive that. Okay, there's, you know, okay, there's a ringing in my ear. I need to deal with that. And we do that because we are so used to, we know what it's like to hear clearly in our natural hearing. That's where God wants us in the supernatural, our solical senses, that we have become so used to our solical senses operating perfectly the way God created them that we will recognize when something is off. Right now we are so far from even being able to embrace the idea of perceiving the supernatural that to think that it's going to be our natural state our normal state, our accepted state, is, can be a, a far reach for many people, and that's fine. Because we start with where we're at. But let me just point out that throughout scriptures, as a reference, there's so many times when 
the supernatural was not only revealed to people, unbelievers, but that they also participated and cooperated even before they were believers. Now remember that believing, you know, the resurrection, the resurrection had to take place first. So there were no spiritual beings until after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And yet we have so many examples of what we call extraordinary people. They probably wouldn't have, you know, might not have called themselves extraordinary. Either they sought after God or God picked them to make changes to what he was doing. But it was before the resurrection. And, you know, one of my stories is when the, the king or the prophet and his servant are out and they're being attacked by the king's guard and the prophet's, you know, not worried at all. But the servant is freaking out. And he just says, to the, you know, for the servant's eyes to see. And all of a sudden, the servant sees the great host that is there protecting him. Now, neither one of them, neither the prophet nor the prophet's servant, were Christians. So you and I should be experiencing that already. They were simply, the, the prophet was already simply engaging the supernatural senses that he had, not spiritual, supernatural senses to perceive what was going on in the supernatural realm. The supernatural host that was with him to protect him. Now you, whoever you are, you have a supernatural host protecting you, leading you, guiding you, directing you. You. God wants you to see them. God wants you to know what he's doing in your life in the supernatural realm. Now we've talked about some of our challenges with that is we get scared. We go, okay, if I'm going to be involved in, say you want to perceive the protection, then, you know, you might end up also seeing your enemies, the demons or other curses or other things that are coming against you. Yeah, you're right. They're all going to, it's all part of the package. But just because you're not perceiving them doesn't mean they're not there. They're happening. They're going on around you whether you are aware of them or not. Just as wherever you're at right now, if you say, you know, you're driving or you're, you're jogging and you're listening to this podcast, and you shut your eyes. You, you understand that the sun doesn't go away. The people around you don't just disappear. What's changed is your perception. You've shut your eyes. Not the reality of what's going on around you. It's the same way with the solical. 
right now you've got your solical senses have been shut down. They've not, they've been, they've fallen into disuse. So they will take some effort to, to reuse them, to get them up to working the way they should. And a lot of it's trial and error, and there's going to be a lot of mistakes. That's fine. It's not, that's not a problem. That should not be a reason to ignore the path that God, that God has laid out for you. So physically, you open your eyes back up, and you perceive quite clearly. Then you can shut your eyes. Nothing has changed on the outside. You just don't see it. Same thing is happening in the solical realm. You have control by your spirit. And this is one of the the challenges we have is the spirit realm has power and authority over the supernatural realm and over the natural. And as spirit beings that are part of God, one with him, spirit beings, and spirit being hand in hand, one in one, we are one in him and with him, we also have that same power and authority that he has. And he wants to share himself with us. He's raising us through this process to be yoked with him, to enjoy the process with him, to be with him while he does what he does. In order to do that, we're going to be going through the process of our soul being reunited with our spirit. So hopefully that answers some of the questions that's coming up. And I appreciate, really do, I really appreciate your questions because this tells us how, how we're doing. You know, just because you've got a question that hasn't been addressed doesn't mean a whole bunch of other people don't have that same question. But there's a simplicity. And, and just because it's strange, and you may not have ever heard this before, this is, this is a great place to start. Lord, is this for me? Just ask him. You know, we talk about wanting to know God's will and just being able to trust that he's leading and guiding us. Well, that may be our desire. That's not his desire. That's not the kind of relationship that God wants with you. He wants a personal relationship with you. Because guess what? He is leading and guiding everyone. Christian and non-Christian, believer and non-believer. Living in their spirit and dead in their spirit. He is leading and guiding everyone. So just trusting that he's going to have us be in the right place at the right time or he's going to whatever it is we, we think, that doesn't make you a Christian. Anybody can do that because it's the truth. He is leading and guiding everyone. God wants something more with you. 
He wants a personal relationship. Now, to try to describe God as a person, this is something, again, you're going to have to experience for yourself. Because your soul wants to control your perception of God. Your soul, you have, you have never, your soul has never experienced freedom. Ever since you came into this earth body, your soul has been trapped by the lies and the wounds and the history and sometimes generational things that that interfere with your soul's ability to receive life from your spirit. So even if you became a spirit being, you were, became a Christian, born again at a young age, your soul is fighting to maintain the control it has. Your soul has never experienced freedom, and freedom can be scary. But God's not going to let your soul stay in that prison. He's already unlocked the door. You and I have choices to make. Do we want to stay in that prison? Which then you are then resisting God and you're fighting him. Now he's, again, he's kind and he's, he's generous. But he wants us to come out, come be with him. Come join him and learn to live, again, as a free person. God wants you free, spirit, soul, and body. The only way to do that is to do things his way. So when we're talking about these general supernatural manifestations, and, again, just talking about them, we start with what fears we have. The, the simplicity of trying things. So this, this coming week, what I'd like you to do is just start with something. Start with even a, a natural sense and ask the Lord to, you know, to make it known to you which nat- natural sense he is going to draw you with. And your natural senses are sight, hearing, feeling, tasting, and smelling. So pick one, or if you want to just say, you know, Lord, which of these five senses are we going to work with? And let's just say he says smelling. And say just throughout this week, some point in time, you smell something. You smell cinnamon. You're walking down the hall at work, and all of a sudden you smell cinnamon. Or a rose. Or some mold something negative. You don't go, okay, I wonder what that is. You go, Lord, is that you? And this, that simplicity is the habit that will give you the confidence to be moving toward doing the exact same thing with your solical senses when he will start drawing your attention to things that he's doing in the supernatural realm that is already around you. 
and you'll start seeing things, quote, unquote, out of the corner of your eye. You'll start feeling something tapping your shoulder. You'll start having a sense of his presence. And you'll know to rather than go, okay, I wonder what that is. No, Lord, is that you? But these are objective things we can learn. Just as you know, if you want to learn to play the piano, you don't just sit down and think, okay, I'm going to be able to, to play uh, you know, a concert piece. It's like, no, you start where you're at. You learn the keys. You, you start getting your fingers used to, used to playing the keys. Or riding a bike, you start where you're at. You don't think, oh, I'm going to jump on this, you know, um, motocross bike. And you start where you're at. If you need training wheels, if you need somebody to help help guide you, you do you do whatever's necessary. But it's part of the process. The goal is to develop these habits because God wants you confident that He loves you that he's looking out for you, that the process that he has you in is for your good because he loves you. He's reuniting your spirit, your soul, and your body. So take your five senses and just, Lord, which of these five senses? And remember, it's not about, like if you hear your doorbell ring and you go there and there was nobody there, you ask, Lord, was that you? And even if he doesn't say, yes, it was me, if you, if you don't get an answer, you go, okay, but Lord, now that you have my attention, is there something else you'd like to talk about? And you give him your attention. And this is where coming into being able to be with him and give him your attention gently and just be available that during your quiet times, this is where all this comes into play. And the work he will do through your simply being available will be so much, so fast and speedy that it will boggle your mind. When you give God an inch, he takes a hundred miles. So give him a little opportunity. Lord, is this you? And just you'll be amazed at what he wants to do in and for and through you. So we'll pick it up here next time. Again, if you've got any questions, drop me a line. Until next week, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.